to another episode of the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. My name is Adam. My name's Mick. Nick. Mick. Like <laughs> Who the fuck's Mick? I speak. Get out of here, Mick. Bring I Nick back. My, my tongue was tied. <laughs> oh, Nick's got his name wrong in the first ten seconds of the episode. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> it's going to be. Do you know what? I was thinking about my next sentence <laughs> and forgot about your name. How I could actually <laughs> speak and carry on the current sentence. Oh, that's made my because day. I was thinking. Ahoy's a really apt thing because yeah, this week we're, we're talking about a movie that's all about boats and Yeah, shit. we're on boats and captains and sailors and stuff. We're right in our own wheelhouse. Because <laughs> this week we're watching a film called All at Sea if you're in America or Britain or Norway. But if you're in America, it's called The Deep Blue Yonder. Yeah. Uh, what's a better title? All at Sea. I think so as well. Because it's always like a pun a little bit as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're all at sea when you're all discombobulated. Sure. And that's what he is in this film. <laughs> Um, it was made. It was released in 2010. It is a 12A. It currently runs. Currently runs. It currently runs for one hour and 28 minutes. And it always has. And it's currently rated a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Thoughts on 5.8? Yeah, I, I, I think, I think that's not a million miles away. Yeah, it sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. Higher end for what we do. Yeah. I, I do wonder though if some of that rating is down to. The cast and the cast alone. Don't get me wrong, nobody's watched it. There's like 300 ratings on there. That it's, surprises me. Yeah, it's Because there are quite some big names in this <laughs> There really are. It's really weird. There's like, it barely has any sort of internet presence. Yeah. And there's only 300, and I think it's 316 ratings on IMDb. It's really low. Yeah, it's really low. People just don't know it exists, I don't think. Yeah. Weird. Very weird. Um, it stars a guy called Brian Cox. Brian Cox plays Wally. Brian Cox has been on this show before. He has. He was in The Anomaly. What a movie. The worst movie we've ever seen. It's right up there. It's definitely right up there. I think it is. I think as a movie, I think it's the worst movie we've ever seen. <laughs> that makes sense? <laughs> we've seen more boring films and we've seen worse badly made films. I don't know if I'd put it the worst. It is, it is one of the I, worst experiences. I, I think it's the worst. Um, Brian Cox, you'll know, he's currently stars in a show called Succession. He does. I've not seen it, but it's apparently really good. Um, he's in the X, some of the X-Men films he's in Troy he's in The Anomaly he's in loads of stuff yeah he's the original Hannibal Lecter he was Manhunter yeah yeah he was good he was really good, good in that yeah it's a good film I think Brian Cox is an interesting character because he's worked really solidly the last 20 years or so yeah and I know Manhunter was you know kind of in hindsight it was a bigger thing than at the time yeah but I always kind of feel like like when, for example, Brian Cox turned up in X Men, people were like, "Oh, the legend of Brian Cox." I was kind of a bit. Oh, I don't Who's Brian Cox? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It he's is a, a good actor. Like he's a great actor, but he's a really good. He can play all sorts of different parts as well. He's, yeah, he's not like stereotyped into one particular role. Yeah, so, like this role is nothing like his role in Succession. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, he's very good at what he does. Um, this film also stars a guy called James Fox. He sure. plays a character called George. Uh, James Fox is the father of Lawrence Fox, but we can't really blame him for that. <laughs> That's not his fault. Um, he was in... He, he could have jizzed in a rag instead. Well, he pretty much did. <laughs> Fuck you, Lawrence Fox. Um, he's in the Sherlock, late Sherlock Holmes film with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. He's in those. He's in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Plays one of... He does. Bi- yeah. Violet Beauregard's dad. No. The other girl. So, what's that You're the Roald Dahl person. What's her name? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, he plays the, the, the spoiled brat. He plays her dad. Uh, he's also in Sexy Beast. 
Lauren Bacall is also in this film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's kind of a big deal. She's a very big deal. Not so much in this film. It's more of a bit part side character love interest, I guess. Um, she plays a character called May. Yeah, but, I mean, it's the kind of role where you you go, holy shit, that's Lauren Bacall. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really understand why that's Lauren Bacall. Yeah. Uh, Lauren... Maybe she's just having a good time with her friends, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Lauren Bacall died in 2014, aged 89. She was famously married to Humphrey Bogart until his death. Yeah. She was also engaged to Frank Sinatra for a little while. Sure. She was an original member of the original Brat Pack. She lived in the building where John Lennon was shot, when John Lennon was shot, okay. and heard the gunshot, wow. but dismissed it as a car backfiring. And she's worked consistently, well, she did work consistently for 60 years, yeah. but only ever had one Oscar nomination. Oh, really? Yep. Um, which was uh, Mira Has Two Faces in 1996, right towards the end of her career. When Hollywood went, oh, shit. Shit, we've not given Laura, but she never won it. She never, she never won an Oscar. She <laughs> yeah, never, not even got the nomination. only one no- Oscar nomination. But the more interesting fact about the Oscars is that she never appeared in a film that was nominated for Best Picture. Really? That, I think that, that blew my mind when I found that out. That is that. a good fact. I thought that was a really interesting fact. Yeah, she never appeared in a film that was nominated for Best Picture. Um, director. The director is a guy called Robert Young. He directed Fierce Creatures. He also directed Jane Eyre in the 90s. That's probably the most famous things he's ever done. Okay, so they're pretty big movies. Yeah. 90s staples, yeah. I guess. Not huge, but I'm, 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 I'm aware of both of those. I texted you last night to ask you if I could tell a joke about the writer, and I yeah. don't know if I can bring myself to do oh. it. <laughs> the writer's called Hugh Janus. <laughs> That's his actual name. I presume it's pronounced Janes. It's J-A-N-E-S. Hugh Janes. Is he real? Yes. Okay. <laughs> they worked together again, this writer and director, just after this film. Okay. And they made Ghost Ship in 2014, which is also sea-based, but it's completely different <laughs> to this film. So, uh, But he's a playwright. He wrote plays, and this film was based on one of his original plays. Okay, that makes sense. Um, this play debuted on the West End... And starred Eric Sykes. In the I can role. see this mm. as a play. Now you've said that with a bit more. I think if you're doing this on the stage, you up the sort of farce element. Yeah. I, I can see Eric Sykes playing this. Yeah, play, I, yeah absolutely. Character. You can see where it's yeah. originated from. Um, This film was filmed in 2007. Oh, wow. So it's three years. It ran out of money twice during the production. Okay. And two different producers went bankrupt during the production. That's really Which is interesting. Why this film is known as an Anglo-Norwegian film because it was rescued by a Norwegian production company. Oh. Um, so it was filmed in 2007. It was shown at the Norway Film Festival in 2010, and then at Cannes in 2011. But was only finally released. IMDb has this as a release since 2010. It does, yeah, because that's when it was shown at the Norway Film Festival. It wasn't actually released to the public until 2012, and only then in Norway. Five years after it was five years shot. after it was shot. It was then released in on a limited release production in America in 2014. Oh, really? <laughs> Seven years after it was shot. The budget for this film was $7 million. Okay. The gross worldwide box office was 87000 That is crazy. <laughs> a Lauren Bacall movie that was released seven years after it was shot and only ever made $87,000. Snuck out there then. That's what I mean. Nobody knows this film exists until now. What a weird little... <laughs> story strange isn't it the, yeah really weird that this little norwegian production it was being filmed in norway it was filmed in norway yeah 
So this Norwegian production company just came along and went, we'll give you whatever money you need to finish it. I mean, and this movie is not backwards about coming forwards that it is filmed in Norway. This no, is about it's... Norwegian people. These are This is very much partly an advert for yeah, Norway. Is, yeah. And it looks beautiful, to be fair. <laughs> Everybody in this film's playing a Norwegian, apart from Laura McCall, who's playing an American. Yeah, well, well in, that, that might be, be something Norway. that I'm uh, going to point out. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's supposed to be set and filmed in Norway, just with American and English actors. Yeah, it's a very it's a very strange film that had a very strange history. That then again, it took seven years to get released. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Do you have a one word review? Where's Wally? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that gets said at one point during the film. Probably because he goes missing quite a lot. Where does this film start, Nick? Skip Sorensen is dead. He is. Rest in peace, Skip Sorensen. We get a voiceover telling us this. Yeah, Brian Cox is doing his voiceover. He is. And he is telling us that we are in Norway. Yep. We're in a small fishing village. And smuggling's cool. It is. (laughs) And Brian Cox's character, Wally, does some smuggling. He does. That's what they do. There's kind of like a fisherman's mafia in this small <laughs> town isn't there yeah uh, there's a guy called arn he's like the mafia boss yeah and all these old dudes are spending their living out their days in this beautiful norwegian fishing village avoiding the harbour master which is quite an easy thing to do is what we're told this is a very uk based reference <laughs> that i'm about to about to throw out here but this movie is basically last of the summer wine but on boats. It is exactly that. That's a great shout. That is a great shout. Because it is exactly that. It's it's old men just living out there, enjoying getting the, the remainder hijinks. of their days and getting into hijinks. The fact that they're smugglers after the title card hits never gets mentioned once. No. Again, during the rest it, of the film. I, we, yeah, we, we see Wally sort of delivering bottles of contraband around the village quite early on. Yeah. And then that, plot points out the window yeah we don't get that plot point until we need the harbour master right at the end for the climax (laughs) of the movie so he mentions the harbour master is easy to avoid they literally put a tarp over the boat and he doesn't see it yeah so he lives in a retirement home old wally does does um and he does he mentions that he doesn't know how long he's lived there for um which i thought was quite interesting yeah so like are we saying that like this is this movie taking a laissez-faire attitude to mental illness or maybe. dementia or maybe because it is pointed out and then again never never mentioned really again. mentioned he's right. just a fun old guy after that isn't he yeah he lived there with skip in the same room as skip who was his old captain he said yeah when he was a sailor back in the day bronco spain an old retired sailor basically yeah. is what's happening in this film called wally um and he sneaks out when he wants to do his smuggling he sneaks out at night and he sneaks back in through the window um but this morning he goes back in and there's nobody there Oh, just, uh, yeah, just before that. So we get the aforementioned montage of, of them sort of hiding the boat. Yeah. And then uh, Wally goes and delivers all these, these contraband. Did you see Brian Cox have a fight with his jumper? No. <laughs> I don't think I did. When they when they bring the boat in at the start in this montage. Oh, yeah, and he can't, yeah I did. To the, to, and they bring the, <laughs> they bring the door down on the shed, the boathouse, whatever yeah. it's called. He, it's just off the side of the corner of the screen because you're supposed to be watching this hive of activity as they're unloading the boat. Brian Cox just really struggles to take this jumper <laughs> off and it really made me laugh. Yeah, I did see that, actually, now you've mentioned it. And, and then it made me... Th- then my next thought was, 
We're in Norway. Everyone's Norwegian. Most of the cast is Norwegian slash Scandinavian. Yeah. Why is Brian Cox Scottish? Yeah, it's true. And it, and it made me think, you know, this is a harsh thing to think. But I'm like, well, if you're such a good actor, why are you Scottish? Why are you being Scottish? That's true. Just are you not being paid enough to at least try and do an accent? To, to be Norwegian? Yeah. Maybe he was just an old retired Scottish or is seafarer it, is that it ended the, up in Norway. Yeah, is the director like, well, no, you're Brian Cox, just do your just be Brian voice. Cox, yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. He's a, Scot- he's a seaman. It's, a, it's the old Sean Connery thing in Hunt for Red October, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. The Scottish-Russian <laughs> submarine captain. <laughs> anyway, as I said, he gets back home to the home and there's nobody there. It's completely deserted. Except for this one... Lady, who for me is the highlight of is the highlight of this film. Actually. And is this the horny old lady? Yeah, she's just brilliant. Yeah, but she says, "Oh, I thought you'd be at the funeral," and he's like, "Funeral? Gadzooks, I'm Gadzooks, late. I'm late for the funeral." Um, and it's Skip's. He's missing Skip's funeral because he wasn't made aware that Skip was having a funeral yeah. because he only died yesterday. <laughs> there's a joke where she's like, "Yeah, he's part Jewish." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, okay." Um, basically. He interrupts his funeral and he screams, stop this sham, as he gets there. Um, and it seems that the, the home have rushed this funeral through because they know that Wally's going to cause a scene. So the the manager of the old people's home is in charge of this funeral. Yeah. She's organised it because there was a gap in the schedule. So she says. But yeah. it, it feels like they were trying to... Wally is convinced that Skip would have wanted to be buried at sea. Yeah. And so he's like... they're trying. In his opinion, they're trying to get him in the ground before Wally can cause the stink about him being buried at sea. Because yeah. there's too much admin. Because he says, yeah, that's what Skip told me he wanted. Yeah. And he says he only died yesterday and he would have hated this. And then he puts his fist through the coffin. <laughs> he does. He punches the coffin. Punches the coffin and his fist goes straight through it. And he, he apologises to Skip. Yeah. And you, we, get, like, in. we get a Skip cam. <laughs> yeah. So we're the dead body. Yeah. Looking he, at He looks in. He's like, Wally. sorry, Skip. Um, and then the vicar falls in the grave. Yeah. <laughs> it got a bit carry on at some points, this yeah. film, didn't it? Uh, the vicar accidentally falls in no the grave. No one helps him. No one helps him. And so they just cancel the funeral because the vicar's fell in the grave. And then the pallbearers help him by using the ropes that you lower a coffin into a grave with to get him out. Yeah. They basically put them under him and raise him up out of the grave. At Westlife. It was a very strange scene, I thought that. It was manic. Yeah. It was, Unlike it was, the rest of this quite quaint, quaint movie. Yeah, it felt very carry on. Yeah, the soundtrack's very carry on all the way. Oh, through I've got, I'm glad well. you mentioned the soundtrack straight away. <laughs> Good. I didn't feel the score fit with this. What I was seeing all. on on the on the screen. It didn't at all. If you imagine a carry on film soundtrack with like penny whistles and yeah. shit like that, it was all that sort of shit, wasn't it? Like eighties. Yeah, fast and there was, there was, I thought it was a poor edit. I didn't like the score, and there was times where I'm like, why the fuck is that music so loud? I'm trying to listen to what they're saying. Yeah. Well, now, now you've said the difficulties of this movie coming together. I do wonder: was this kind of was was it a stock thing? I don't possibly. know. It's I, possibly I, been edited very quickly together job. at the end. It didn't work with the movie. No, it didn't. It it made it try and it made it seem like it was trying to be more funny than it actually was. Yeah, it was like a jaunty entire times. There was a real like jaunty comedy. Yeah, jaunty to it. farce. It was. Yeah, yeah. And that's not what this film. This film tries to be that a couple of times, but it isn't yeah. that. It's, it's a really strange. It was, off, film. It was out of kilter with yeah. it, with the with the movie. Um, so the, the pallbearers pick the vicar out of the grave. They lie him in the back of a hearse, um, as if he's yeah. yeah. The vicar goes in the hearse. Yeah, the vicar goes well, in the hearse, and the coffin doesn't. Yeah, and Wally 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 ends up on his own with Skip's coffin. Everybody else just leaves, which is the one thing they didn't want. 
but they've let him do. Um, and he says to Skip, look, I promise you I'll get you to see. Yeah. He said, it will happen, I promise. Um, and then he, did he hitch a ride back to town or he got a yeah, lift Yeah, it's to town? off screen. But yeah. basically, Wally's convinced someone in the town in their pickup truck to help him load the coffin into the back of the truck. Yeah, and then he turns back up in town. And he's, he, Wally in gets the in the, the back of it. Yeah. Because uh, he's got to stop in town and pick up some steak. Yeah, for dinner. <laughs> it's all very disjointed, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit. <laughs> uh, we, we briefly meet Nina, yeah. who was Skip's niece. Yes. Uh, and she was helping Wally do all the contraband drop-offs earlier. Yeah, she's like head smuggler. No, she, she's, she's the wheel man. She wasn't Skip's niece. She's the niece of the mafia boss man. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Arn. Sorry. Arne, yeah. My mistake. Um, and she's got like a friend called Owen. I think, was it Owen's truck? I, no, I don't know. I think it was Owen's truck. So they're your young assistant characters yeah. in this old people film. Um, then we meet a new resident who's just about to move into the home. It's, this is George. Yeah. Uh, James Fox's character. Um, he moves into his nice new room where all of his priceless antiques have been put ready for him to move in. Yeah, uh, George, a good Norwegian name. <laughs> he might have been playing British. He was an ex-army person. Yeah, he was. He may, may have just found himself in Norway. I don't know. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. People retire to Norway, surely. But unfortunately, he's got a, as he moves into his room, there's a, a leak he, develops. In yeah, the he gets taken away to have his induction, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, and uh, upon his return to his new quarters... It's raining inside. Yes. There's a big hole in his ceiling and it's raining all over his stuff. Which is not a good first impression for this home. No, not really. Um, it turns out the old man upstairs in, is in the bath and he's left the taps running. Yeah. And was this weird or what? Because the, the manager of the old people's home, is yeah. it Rymark? Rymark, yeah. She goes upstairs to find out where's this water coming from. Opens the door. There's this old dude in the bath. Yeah. She definitely, there's like a joke where she's like, oh. I'm looking at your junk. Yeah, there is. Because he uses his know, book to cover himself yeah. up. And she like gives him a bit of a wink. I was like, this is not appropriate. <laughs> You're right. There was. It was a very strange... Because that, again, doesn't happen during the rest yeah. of the film. She's no interest in these old people. But it was a bit strange. Yeah. And then she's like, you're never having a bath unsupervised again. As if she's going to watch him every time he has a bath. It was really, really weird. Um, So she says to George, look, come, come with me to the lounge where all the old people sit. Um, we'll sort your room we'll out. sort your room out while you're there. So he, she introduced him to May. This is the first time we meet Lauren Bacall's character. Um, they instantly fall in love. <laughs> they, oh, I, don't, they I, know, I think that's strong. I, I don't, yeah, I'd never thought that anyone fell in. They, no, they're not in love, but they they instantly bond very. It's like a half-assed attempt, which we'll get to a, like a love triangle as well. But I, yeah. I, I again, I thought I thought this movie pulled out before it went <laughs> full in on the love triangle. Yeah, you're right. It did. That's probably because it's. How do you do that sort of thing with Lauren Bacall? <laughs> um, but anyway, they chat. They hit they it get, off. They hit it off. Say, yeah, yeah, they hit it off. They get to know each other. Um, she says she's the only Texas girl to meet an oil man from Norway. Yeah. That's why she's there. She's an American. Because um, <laughs> she's like, I'm like 80 something. I'm not doing accents. Yeah. Couldn't we have, why couldn't we have a line like that? for? I know it's. I know I'm nitpicking. Yeah. Unless I missed it. I would have liked a line like that to explain why this Scottish guy was... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's well. fair. It's going to take a week for George's room to be fixed. I think that's a good turnaround, given the state of it. <laughs> Considering it hadn't got a ceiling anymore. Um, and there's only one spare bed in the whole place because Skip's just died. Yep. So the spare bed is in Wally's room with Wally. It's an odd couple situation. <laughs> it really is, yeah. Two little twin beds. So George has got to move in there for a week. Um, Wally goes to meet the Undertaker. Yes. Not the wrestler, the 
character in this the film. The funeral director. Um, and he says, look, sea barrels are really complicated. There's a lot of paperwork you have to go through. Yes. And they're really, really expensive because you have to get all the right stuff. Permits, you need a boat, yeah. you need a crew. Uh, I can do it for you. Going to cost you 100,000 kroner. Yeah. Wally doesn't have any sort of money. No. Any, literally any money. Um, and he comes home and he finds George unpacking in his room. So he's yeah, having a pretty bad really day. Not he's not happy about that. Um, and then, so he goes to see Reinhardt. This was really weird as well. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'd almost forgotten it, so I've just read it there, but it I, was really weird. I This might come up again. I feel quite sorry for the character of Rymark. Yeah. Because for a lot of t- a lot of the time in this movie, I don't think she does anything wrong. No. And she's almost victimised by some of these in, in, um, she's definitely, inhabitants of the of the home. She's definitely she's, supposed to be the bad guy in this film. Yeah. But it's not necessarily... She's just trying to manage the place. Very well. She's just trying to manage her home. And all these like old people are acting like kids trying to disrupt her job. Like, a lot of the time, the old people are just twats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be frank. Yeah. And this is a really weird scene, because Wally goes to say, oh, I'm not happy, this guy's moved into Skip's my room. Bed, yeah. I don't know him, I don't like him. And she's like, well, it's the only place. It's room's being fixed. Yep. You, you're going to have to deal with it, which I think is fair enough. And and then she offers him a sedative. Yeah, she gives him a pill to calm him down. Okay, that's a bit, a bit <laughs> dubious, but... Um, he spits it out. And then he Nazi salutes at her. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> if she's like Hitler or something. she's. I think her character maybe should have been a lot more... If she, if you want her to be the bad guy... You yeah, you need to the, go like for a nurse You need to make ratchet. her the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. And they don't, I, I think that's what they were going for, but I don't think they quite managed. Yeah. Um, but she, she does say to him, uh, we've rearranged Skip's funeral and it's the day after tomorrow. Yeah. So... Uh, and he's going in the ground. It's basically what she yeah. says. So you've got a day to to get it, whatever you want to do, get it sorted. Um, you have the obligatory. They're both asleep, and one of them snoring, keeping the other one awake. Well, he snores, and then he gets up and pisses in the sink. Yep. See his nice ass right next to George's face. George's face. <laughs> he farts in his face. He does fart in his face. And yeah. I, I was quite surprised as well uh, with this movie at the low level of humour. Yeah, it's I'm really not saying I'm level. a classy guy, it's, don't get me wrong. It's really low low, low level. But humor. literally, there's a lot of fart jokes in this movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, oh, right, I wasn't expecting that. There's, it's, it's, again, slapstick, it's, it's not carry on humour. sophisticated it's, yeah. comedy. It should have been Sid James and Barbara Windsor. It shouldn't be Lauren McCall <laughs> and Brian Cox. That's for definite. It's really weird. George. So George wakes up the next morning and he cleans the sink. He does, he just, yeah. He just bleaches the sink. Um, he's a very tidy man. Um, and then he accidentally discovers Skip's will. George does. Yeah. Yeah, so May brings Wally some toast. Yeah. Because he's too lazy to get out of bed. And they're not allowed food in their room. Yeah. So she sneaks, some, sneaks him some toast. And she, she gives it to George to give to Wally. Because yeah, Wally's still asleep. Uh, unfortunately, Rymark turns up. Yeah. Catches George with the toast. So tells him off yeah. for having food in his room. Uh, and yes, George... When, when trying to wake up Wally, because there's a bell above his bed. Like a ship's bell. Uh, wonders why the bell doesn't ring very loudly. And he finds the last will and testament of Skip Sorensen. Skip Sorensen. So he must have been Norwegian. With yeah. a name like that. Yeah. Um, but then he accidentally sticks it to the bottom of the plate of toast. Yeah, because he hides it. Yeah. Well, I don't know why. No, nor do I. 
She might not, wouldn't have you didn't that. want her to have it. In fact, this so. was really weird as well because I was like, oh, we we're going to get a whole adventure of, oh, he's lost the, the wheel. How will we get it back? Yeah. No. No. Got, got bored of that idea as well. <laughs> yeah, straight away. So he accidentally sticks it to the player toast. Right. What's her name? Reinhard. Reinhard. Where did I get Reinhard from? I don't know. <laughs> Reinhard takes it off him, takes it back to the kitchen. The toast gets chucked in the bin. So does the wheel. George goes to the kitchen and gets it out of the bin. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. We've got the wheel back. <laughs> But we never see it again until like much later on in the film. It's not like he takes it straight back upstairs and gives it to Wally. No. He just doesn't. It's, it's mentioned so later on yeah, that Rymark's got the will. Yeah. And I was like, did well, how we did see she... that? No. We didn't, did we? George betrayed him by giving it to her. But we didn't see that, did we? But we didn't we? see that happen. No. no, we never see the will again. Yeah. Messy. Yeah. Messy, messy. Yeah. John, Joe, Wally goes to see, I've written an old mate, but it's like, it's this. It's the head of the fisherman. The head of the fisherman. Arn. Who, they seem to be friendly. They seem to have a friendship. They've had a working relationship for a yeah. number of years, I would um, suggest. And he asked him to loan him some money. But he's like, I'll loan you some money if you want some money, but you need some collateral. Yeah. I'm a businessman. Yeah, which he's not got. Wally doesn't own anything. There's a, while this is all going on, there's a party going on at the home. There's a setup for the grand opening of the new summer house. Yes. At the old people's home. Yeah. So the managing director of the company that owns the summer home, some the people's homes. Yeah. Turns up to open this new summer house. The Coast Guard turn up. Yeah. To, I don't know <laughs> why. free food. But they're here. Um, but Rymark says, I don't want Wally in his room during this event. Yeah. Everyone's locked out of their rooms. Yeah. So lock his room. Yeah. Lock him out of his room. Uh, I want him where I can I see him. him yeah, I want to keep an eye on him, basically. But Wally's got a spare key locked, hidden in a toilet. He's got a whole rack of keys. Yeah. Presumably, again, this is questionable. Because he goes out at nights yeah. and stuff. He hides hidden, him in the hidden toilet. in the system, yeah. yeah. Um, so he just, again, I thought that was going to be a whole thing of how does he get back in his room, but again, he finds the key and goes straight back into his room. Um, and Wally and May have a little side party of their own. Yeah, they basically nick a load of the food from the yeah. the garden party. And, and the steaks that he found earlier. Yeah. And they've got like a oven. They've got a hot plate. They've got a hot plate, but it's massive. It's yeah, massive. it is big. We are, to, you know, we are talking 2007. Yeah, true. Hot plates come on a lot. <laughs> in that short amount of time. Yeah, why not? 15 years ago, it's not a short time. <laughs> um, so they cook, start cooking steaks in the room. They're having a little wake for Skip, I guess, just the yes. two of them. And then George comes in. So there's the three of them now. And we find out this at this point now as well, Rymark and the managing director are having a chat. Yeah. And he wants Wally out. He says, we're running a business. Yeah. We need to make a return for our shareholders. Yeah. You know, you do a good job. Yeah, this is an expensive home. We charge a lot of money. Yeah, but there's one bed that is not returning on its investment. Yeah, he doesn't pay. Yeah, he's he's the only resident now who doesn't pay for his room. Yeah, we don't know. We don't why, know why, but he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Wally. Yeah, that's Wally. So Wally's got to go. This MD doesn't like him. Um, we go back to this party that George May and Wally are having. They start having a dance between the three of them. Like yeah, there's dance. a bit of a flirty thing, isn't there? Yeah. And Wally uses George's shoe to tenderize the steak. Yeah. There's there's a bit of a love-hate relationship forming between yeah. George and Wally, but ultimately they... So weird, they do. They have a weird three-way dance. They do. It's really strange. Where, like... I don't think I'd ever thought I'd say this. <laughs> James Fox and Brian Cox sandwich Lauren Bacall. <laughs> yeah. it's exactly what happened in a little dance thing. Weird now I think about it. More than I thought of it at the time, yeah, actually. it's really strange. Yeah. Almost a little bit creepy. This woman was married to Humphrey Bogart. 
<laughs> it's very strange. Um, then the steaks ca- catch fire. Yeah, because they're so busy Dancing. doing this little dance sandwich, they forget about the steaks on yeah. the, so on the, the steaks hot plate. Catch fire. The smoke alarm goes off and the fire brigade turn up within 10 it's seconds? Instantly. Instantly, as yeah. if they were waiting outside. They're probably like... Fucking hell, there's a party going on. You invite the Coast Guard. <laughs> you don't invite, invite the us. Fire. Maybe they were How there. How did they Maybe even get there? Maybe that's how they got there so quick. Yeah, but the, the fire engines definitely drove yeah, up the drive. <laughs> yeah, I was did. like, where did the Coast Guard even part of the boat? Yeah. It was really weird. I'd be annoyed if I was a fireman. Just Same. Like that. And, uh, but they didn't try to check in with anybody. They went straight to exactly where the fire yes. was. Um, they took the hose all the way through the building. Yeah. They didn't see what was going on. And then they did the old... Just they were gonna barge the door down, yeah. and just as they go to do it, Wally opens it, so all the firemen fall, fall through, through the door. The door. Um, and they make out that George was just smoking in the room. Yeah, because they put Cause the steak and the hot the plate in a suitcase under, under his bed. bed. So there's smoke coming out, yeah. but they make out that George was just smoking. And it was really weird. And then Rymark gets told off and told to get rid of Wally. Basically, yeah, look what he's done. He's ruined yeah. your left. You ruined your big party. Um, and then this is when we find out that George has given Rymark Skip's will. Yeah, because George just says, in an offhand comment, he says to Wally, I found Skip's will. Yeah. Wally doesn't know. So no, I, never I, at the first I thought, oh, Wally knew it was there and that was yeah. where it was hidden. And that's how he knows he wanted to be buried at sea. Yeah. But that's not the case. No, he, he didn't know about this will. Yeah, and George says, oh, but it's with Rymark. Yeah. But we that's the first we know of that. Yeah. I don't know why he gave it to her. He's not like working with her he's not no. she's supposed to be the big bad guy but he's just given her the will um so then off, i'm thinking now wally's got to get this will back this is going to be the next big thing for this film we've got to do like an adventure of how he gets into her office no just gets he in just walks office. into her office because he's got these spare keys and the will says i i give everything to my good friend wally, wally. and here's the bank account he's got bank account yeah there's a bank book Thirty-five thousand kroner. Right, yeah and he also says i wish to be buried at sea yeah that's what the will says, which we knew. Well, so, like, brilliant. There it is. That's his wishes. I'm onto something now. Yeah. Must. So Wally, you would think Wally would just go, look, this was his last will and testament. This yeah. is his wishes. This is what we need to make happen. But he doesn't do that. No, he takes his He takes the bank, bank book. book to this Arn. mafia boss, yeah. Arn, and tries to use that as collateral. Arn says, I'll give you 30K for worth of collateral yeah. for that 35K bank book. Yeah, because he's a businessman. Um, and then Nina, this is where we revealed that Nina is his niece. Because he's like, look, just do, you've got to do him a favour. Yeah. Help him just out. Trying to help he's his trying friend. to help his friend out. But he's ref- he, he re- flatly refuses. He's like, no, I'm a businessman. It is like, trying to it is like 70k short, to Yeah, be I'm fair. not giving this guy 100,000 corona, or whatever they're called. Um, but then, they have a crab race. Yeah. I kind of, I feel like, did I miss it? Or again, was it not in this movie? The sort of, oh... I felt like there wasn't a conversation to the effect of take your 30k and bet it all on this crab. No. That conversation didn't happen. No, good. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that Just com- check in. Because I was like, there's there's one crab race. Wally wins the race. He's not, he's not racing a crab. He's <laughs> he's bet on a crab and wins the race. And he's turned 30k and then suddenly into he's 100k. And turned 30k into 100k. He's just got that money yeah. now. It's a really cheap way of giving him the money that you need. Again, it's resolved within a couple seconds. of minutes. Yeah. Seconds. Um, so he takes the money to the undertaker. He's like, right, I've got the money. Let's do it. Let's do this burial at sea. But for some reason, he still can't do it. He doesn't really give it. He's not really given a reason. He's just like, no, I'm still not doing I, it. I, it's something like, oh, no, it's into, he's it's, getting buried tomorrow. Yeah, That's done. It's all signed off. Yeah. It's agreed. Rymark's name's all over the contracts. Yeah. Like uh, when he gets back to his room, 
uh, Wally. George Classic has, odd couple. <laughs> George has put a masking tape line around right the whole room. Right down the middle of the room. Right down the middle of the room to try and split them apart. So then they have a fight with croquet mallets. Yeah. <laughs> George and May are outside having a game of croquet. Um, Wally attacks him with a mallet. They don't ever hit each other. No. They're just standing off. And May eventually breaks them up. And then Rymark reveals that they found all of his hidden stuff. Yeah. They found his hidden keys. And she calls a shrinking and like Wally's like evaluated. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And basically he, he gets committed. The judgment is yeah. He needs to be committed. He's insane. Just for some hijinks around <laughs> town. Yeah, it's just crazy. So they want to transfer him. They tell him that because he's now been committed, he's not allowed to leave the site. Yeah, you're in lockdown you're in until lockdown. until you can go. The big scary nurse puts a lock on his window, so he's not allowed out the window either. But then straight away, he's outside. Yeah. There's this big thing about, right, you can find your room. Yeah. And then he's out in the garden he's out saying in the garden goodbye straight to May. Yeah. <laughs> May reveals Really messy. Yeah. May says, look, I'm going to help you escape. We're not having this. Um, but we need George on side because George is a fiction writer. So he, he'll be really good at coming up with a plan. Plus he's ex-military. Yeah. So, so be, he's good at the plan. We're yeah. really good. We've coming up with a plan. We need George on side. Uh, George agrees straight away as if Wally was his oldest yeah, friend in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it. Like, the relationship's just changed now. He says, so let me get this straight. You want me to help you break out, yeah. steal a body, yeah. find a boat, yeah. and bury Skip at sea? Yes. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'll do it. I've always loved you. My you're <laughs> my best friend, best friend. The, the only condition is that you have to stay on your side of the room that you're not going to be in because you've escaped yeah we then get the, the classic planning a heist yeah so george this talks thing. over it as the plan is unfolding yeah, this becomes a heist movie now so george and may go to the undertaker's office to case the joint yeah and the escape route to yeah. get the body out because they have to find a way to get the body out of the undertakers yeah ben makes a sea coffin yeah that's what it's termed as <laughs> Ben, we haven't mentioned. We haven't. I thought he was called Owen, but you're right. He is called Ben. <laughs> I don't know where I got Owen from. He's the, he's the local man that Nina fancies. Yeah, I think he's, he's also like the brother of the Coast Guard. Yes. <laughs> Nina gets a random windsurfing lesson from him. Uh, indoors. Indoors. On the... And she's really bad. And he's like, imagine what you'd be like at sea. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, just as this scene's just dropped in there. It's just it? dropped in there because we need to know later on the that he's a windsurfing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Wally packs a bag. He chats with the uh, General George. I'll call him the General. He's, they call him the General. Wally calls him the Colonel. Yeah. Which really, really makes me laugh. Um, they have a bit of a chat and he randomly... Um, they have one drink in Wally's room. Yeah. Instantly drop down drunk they are. Because I was like... George falls off the bed. Yeah. And I'm like, are these guys drunk? I, actually, <laughs> so, it might have only had one sip of one yeah. drink. So I'm like, I, I was like, are they dr- I don't think they've been drinking. Yeah, like, there's no techniques used to, they're not to act- show that time has passed. No. And they've been partying, or but they don't—they're not acting drunk. They're not slurring their speeches no. or anything. They're just normal. But then George just falls off the bed, and they start giggling together. And I'm like, that's really weird. They're two and they good dance actors. a sea a sea shanty. Yeah, together they dance with each other. Um, George says he's enjoyed their time together. Is the, they're bonding, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. bonding, and then they they both fall asleep. Um, the next morning, it's what half four in the morning. I yeah. think it's really early morning. May presses her distress alert button in her room. She does. So the nurse comes running. This is a distraction. There is nothing wrong with May. Um, and it enables Wally to escape through a fire escape, which George has a really clever way to disable the alarm Yeah. with a piece of tinfoil. Yeah, so he, put, he puts the, the tinfoil in between the door lock. So yeah, between the sensors. The alarm doesn't then, go off. So the alarm doesn't go off. And then they have an emotional goodbye as George is about to... Because uh, they're, uh, they're best friends. Because they're best friends. 
Um, and then George accidentally knocks the tinfoil off the sensor. Yeah, because it's because like, it's on a bit of tape. Yeah, and the tape's still attached to George's yeah. fingers. So he knocks it off, and the, all the fire alarms start going yeah. off because the fire alarm fire exit's been opened. Um, and then for some reason, because that's happened, George has now got to go with Wally. Yeah, because <laughs> he wasn't going originally. No. But Wally's now he's like, well, you have to come with me now. Yeah, but the rest of the plan doesn't work without George being no. there. So he needed to be there, but he wasn't. The original plan wasn't. Yeah, it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so Nina turns up to pick them up, um, and then in the very next scene after she's picked them up, she's dangling from a massive crane. Yeah, in the they've middle got of the a town. huge industrial construction crane in the middle of this tiny little Norwegian fishing village. Yeah, right above the Undertakers. No one's going to notice that, are they? No, apparently not. And she is trapezing. What's going on from the end of it? Yeah, because she's trying to get through the ceiling. Yeah. The roof window. What do they call them? Roof Seamless. windows. Roof windows. What are roof windows? Skylight. Skylight. That's the word. She's trying to get through the skylight. So the only way to do that is to go on a massive crane, um, which Ben can drive, apparently. Yeah. Because he's driving it. But he can't see where he's putting her. No. So there's a comedy sequence of her keep getting Left, put right, down in the wrong place. Yeah. Me, so me. Nina's saying where she needs to go to Wally. Wally's telling George. George is telling Ben. So it wouldn't have worked without George there. Um, but eventually, she gets in through the roof window. Yeah, she silences the alarm in there, doesn't she? Yep, she uses like expanding foam oh, on the alarm, foam. Yeah. Uh, which disables it, and then cuts the cables to the alarm as well, which yeah. sets the alarm off. Yeah. But because she's done that, she didn't really need to do that. No. I've just thought about that now, because she'd already disabled it. Anyway. I got really confused. Timeline-wise. As to how this shook out now. Timeline-wise. Yeah. Same, because it was half past four in the morning. Right. When when they got up, it was half past four in the morning. They've gone straight to the funeral home. They find the body's not there. So they've done all of this for nothing. Yeah. Because it's... It's mentioned earlier on, to be fair, that it is light at this time of year. Yes. But why is there a funeral happening at half past four in the morning? Yeah, exactly. That's the bit that doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. So they go... They're like, well, if it, the body's not here, it must be at the church. Yeah. And they go to the church. And the funeral... Everyone's and starting to gather. Everybody's in a funeral. There's a funeral going yeah. on inside. Because he, but it isn't the funeral that it's not Skip's body in the yeah. coffin. It can be no more than five thirty in the morning. Is he like next up or something? No, it was because the, the vicar says, "Oh, he's at the crematorium." Yeah, that's it. Which is also not what Rymark said when she says we're burying him two days time, yeah. and now he's being cremated the next day. But then I've written it. They interrupt a very early morning funeral because yeah. it can no, it can be no later than half past five in the morning. Um, but it's not Skip's, and the, the bloke's like. Can you put my wife down, please? <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. Um, and the wick, the wick is whispers to him he's at the crematorium. Right, so he's off to the crematorium then. Yep. So they go to the crematorium. Uh, again, there's another very early morning funeral going on, which all of the residents of the old people's home are there. Yeah, shipped them all out. Yep. So all of this sequence has been completely for naught because Romark's even there herself. Even though they're also at the same time looking for Wally who's missing. Yes. Because they know the alarm went but off. By, all they're doing to look for him is standing out the front of the crematorium going, where's Wally? Yeah. <laughs> They've literally got their hand over their eyes. I, I can't see him. But they knew, I guess they knew he'd turn up when they figured out where he was. So yeah, it was all a bit pointless because they, he had to go and interrupt the funeral anyway. It's like one of those crematoriums where the body gets lowered through the floor. It does. 
rather than going through a curtain at the back. And somehow Nina and Ben have got in the back and well, underneath un- the ground. They're, they're underneath, yeah. And Wally rides it down. Area. Wally jumps on the coffin. He does and rides it down. The I guess he's creating a distraction because he stops as soon as he spots. Yeah, that he didn't. Nina's no, I don't think underneath. he knew they were underneath yeah. there. So I think he was just like. Last, so at this point, are they all. just totally freewheeling the yeah, plan? The, the plan's out the window because okay. it was supposed to be in the. The I guess the plan was nick the body from the, from the Undertakers. Yeah. Go because it's the half past five in the morning. and No one's up. Go to the harbour, try and get a boat. Yeah. But what they ended up doing was nicking it from a crematorium in front of everybody. Whilst the funeral was in progress. Whilst the funeral was in progress. At half past five in the morning. Yeah. They get away with it. They get. They do get away with the coffin somehow. Because nobody stops them. Nina and Ben take it, I think. Yeah. But then there's also a, a like a dummy. They they have a dummy distraction car and coffin yeah. as well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, Wally's in that, I think. Anyway, it, it's which, all, it makes... which must have been pre-planned. Yeah. So it, it not it doesn't hang together doesn't, at all. Doesn't hold together. It's I mean nobody was ever supposed to scrutinise it like this. No, I know. But <laughs> it doesn't hold together. But they're, they're it doesn't eventually hold going, together even if you're not scrutinising it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. They eventually go to a funeral somewhere else. So it's a, they're having a secret wake, basically. Secret, yeah, secret wake. Um, and Nina sings a beautiful sea shanty song here. Oh, it's beautiful it's for the start. It's incredible. <laughs> Their voice then, I meant is incredible. Yes, no, yeah. It, yeah, it's a version of what do we do with the drunken sailor. Yeah. But then... She sings it lovely. It's a really nice version. Yeah. Until she starts like going all Scatman John over it. <laughs> yeah, she did go a bit weird. Like Spirit that. of Jazz. <laughs> Her voice was incredible, I thought. I thought she was really good. But yeah, you're right. It was really weird. And this always this really confused me as well. Cause, so Rymark and the police find this dummy vehicle. Yeah. And coffin, yeah, and they're like, oh, he's in there, yeah. They t- they take it back to the church, yeah. They go to the church this time, open the, the coffin up, yeah, and it's that horny lady from the old people's just home lying in the coffin who says to them, "Oh, they're all at the town hall, yeah." So she but, gives the game away, yeah. Well, she does, but then in the next scene, she mm. no, she at the dance hall, she says, yeah. "Oh, everyone's at the wake at the dance hall, yeah." But the next scene. Then Rymark and all these cops are back at the old people's home. Yeah. And they, they're they like, where is everyone? <laughs> and then they get told for a second time by a passerby or something. Oh, every, there's a load of people up at the dance hall. Yeah. <laughs> so so they didn't believe the, the horny lady. Obviously not. Because Rymark was with all the people from the home yeah. at the crematorium. And then they've all somehow managed to secretly get away from yeah. her and get to this place. Whilst also smuggling one of them into a coffin. Yeah. Without her seeing any of it. But then, <laughs> Rymark and the policeman do go to the dance hall. Yeah. And the horny old lady's already there. There. She's there, yeah. So they didn't take her with her. They just left her in that coffin. <laughs> it's a mess. It's the fact that they were told twice, this is where everyone is, and they yeah. just ignored it. Just decided to not. Yeah. Uh, it was just odd. It was so odd. As, as Rymark's leaving the old people's home, she gets given the committal papers for Wally. So that's all gone through. And she's like, oh, good timing, so I'm just going to go and get him. I don't know if... It, I might sound like we're nit, nitpicking, but could, things have got to hang together and make sense. Yeah. And they, just I know it's it. only a comedy, but a, like a fairly light, fluffy yeah. movie, but 
This is so obvious. <laughs> it is. It just it's all over the place. It's almost like it's not in the right order. A bit. It's just it's really strange. Ben has a little sing song now. It's, it's his turn for having a bit of a sing. Um, the baddies find the party. Well, yep. the baddies is the cops and Rymark, basically. But while he's not there, and nor is the coffin anymore. Mate, all, everyone who's like not a bit part in this movie has left the wake. Yes. So all the uh, all the extras are still there, but everybody else is not. They're at the harbour. Yeah. Because they need a boat. And after some reluctance, Nick, uh, Nina's uncle reluctantly agrees to use his boat he's like yeah do it if you want i don't care well he says yeah he mentions something about yeah we need to come up with a deal yeah but, but yeah, we could do it. something it'll um, cost you everything i think he says, think that's to, what he says yeah. to wally um the police turn up uh at the harbour master's office the harbour master's not completely clueless about what's going on he's mm. just sitting in his office the rye marks there as well they're basically like follow that boat <laughs> yeah we, and we have a boat chase scene um, so the harbour master gives chase in his boat, and then what was Nina's uncle's name? Arn. Arn. He starts a book. Yeah. On this boat race. On the cliff. Between his mates, there's yeah. like four of them, and he's running a book on. And the he's, odds are all over the shop. Yeah, he's exactly. shouting odds out. Yeah, it's basically will will Wally escape or will they get caught? Yeah, at one point it's ten to one that he gets caught. I was like, I'll have some of that money because he's definitely getting caught in a minute, <laughs> and he did. Um, that was a really weird scene. Um. So they do. The harbour master catches up with them. Yeah. They think their game's up. They think they've been caught. Rymark's boasting about how happy she is that yeah. they've been caught. And then they get a distress call. They so then they're the harbour master, so they have to answer a distress yeah, call. Yeah, like, right, we're out. off. We're going. So they take Rymark, leave the, leave Wally and everybody else on the ship, and go and answer this distress call. And when they find out the distress call, it's Ben on his windsurfing yeah. gear with his wetsuit on. Even though he like, didn't have a wetsuit on a minute ago. Hello, guys. All right, mate. Because it's his, it's his brother. Yeah, it's hard, the Harbourmaster's brother. Harbourmaster's brother. So Romark's like, damn it, I've been foiled by these pesky old people. Um, and then the fear, they just drop Skip's coffin yeah. overboard. Do the burial. Do the burial. Um, there's a few emotional goodbyes for Wally because he's not coming back. I don't know where he's going, but he's not coming back. And the film ends. That's basically what happens. I thought that they really whiffed on the funeral yeah completely i was like oh shit yeah we've got to borrow this uh, bury this guy <laughs> just literally just chuck him overboard there was there was no chance for any of the actors to do any emoting or no. you know the, the the event that this whole movie has been about no it's, it's the, just, the whole thing totally leads up to the final it. 20 seconds of the film and then yeah they all just say goodbye to anyone yeah, and george what, says goodbye to wally wally says goodbye to may and wally sails off so he's got the boat as part of this yeah, deal he's taken the boat <laughs> So he's got the whole boat. Which I presume is off. when Arn said it'll cost you everything. Yeah. That he means... The hundred grand maybe that he well. had? Yeah. He... Surely a hundred grand. If a hundred grand is it's what it costs to... Nice boat. It's a bargain for a boat if it costs a hundred grand for his burial, let's see. Yeah. And it also for that boat. Because George and Nina and May get off the boat onto a little speedboat and go back to land. Yeah. But Wally just sails off into the distance into in, the in not his boat. And then another really inappropriate song. Like, like <laughs> over the credits, yeah. is a real mournful, like, sad... Sea, sea shanty type song, isn't it? But That, again, didn't fit with the what I've just watched. No. Because there's no emotion at the end of the movie. It was about mermaids, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a song about mermaids or something. Like, if, if it had been a touching ending, emotional ending to the movie, I could have bought it. But it wasn't, because you didn't get any of that. It's a real mess. Hmm. What did you think of it overall? I, it's just a mess. It's just it is. It's just a complete. You know, mess. it raised a couple of smiles from me. Don't get me wrong. You can see why 
you can see there was a lot of production issues with the film and yeah. you can see why it took seven years for anybody to think about releasing it i didn't like but, yeah it does explain a lot well that uh, that yeah. whole checkered history explains uh why this is in the shape it's in yeah uh, it's just a hot mess yeah i i think it's a really there's a nice idea in here it is it just doesn't work and we, we i think we can understand why that is yeah i i, I thought james fox was good i think lauren mccall clearly still had presence she yeah she had a massive screen she didn't have a lot to do she is she's way above she's way classier than anyone else in this yeah do you know what brian cox i thought it fell flat i thought he was clearly supposed to be. This is clearly supposed to be his show. He's supposed to be the scene stealer. Yeah. I I don't know if it's entirely his fault. Though. I just think Wally was a pretty bad character, and uh, you know, I it's supposed to be quirky, the quirky, lovable rogue, and I don't think that's how it came across. No. But I think that's the edit. It just came across like a ungrateful shit stirrer, basically. <laughs> Lauren McCall only made one film after this. Okay. Before she died. And so I'm really happy that this isn't the film that she ran yeah. out of, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But then that film looks just as bad, so who knows. But this is a this is a mess. It's it's actually I, I a lot of It has a charm. A little bit, yeah. It has a it does have a charm. Brian Cox The is, settings Brian lovely. Cox is funny in it. He's funny. But it's not a lovable character, which is what it's supposed to be. I, I think. I feel like if my mum and dad watched this on a, well, my mum especially watched this on a Sunday afternoon, she'd enjoy it. Yeah, it's that sort of film. But it it doesn't hold up to any sort of scrutiny. No, because I think you'd watch it and you go, "Oh yeah, that's fine." Just As a story, a bit so. but yeah, I get it. But yeah. then you, if you stop and think about it at any level, <laughs> it doesn't work. You go, "Oh, fuck, that doesn't make sense." Yeah. And what happens to that? Will what was? How does she know about that? What is it? Doesn't tie to, doesn't tie up no. whatsoever. No, but it does have a it does have a certain charm to it. I mean, yeah, a, a little charm. Yeah, I think it's similar in many ways to our Indonesian <laughs> uh, horror comedy from last week. In wow, that they're both just weird little curiosity of a yeah. of a pair of movies yeah they're very one we've one started off very strange this season yeah one because it just doesn't translate very well uh to, to this part of the world and one because it it's clearly just a mess of a movie that had a lot of production problems and they've tried to salvage something from it yeah and this is what we've it's what got you, what you've got you've got a film that it ties together but any sort of scrutiny undoes all those knots because it yeah. just doesn't hold up that being said what's the best thing about it It looks really pretty. Norway is a beautiful country. <laughs> Norway is a beautiful country. I think the chemistry between I didn't know the three of, bad in it. The three no. The three leads played their parts yeah. well and their their chemistry is quite good between the three of them. It's just it's just a it's, shame it's, about everything else. It's Lauren Bacall, isn't it? Yeah. She's just classy and yeah. she's She plays a classy old American lady. Yeah. What she was at that point in her life. James Fox is a classy American an English gentleman. And that's what he the was. Same at that thing point. he always plays, yeah. yeah. And, and Brian Cox is a character actor yeah, a bit of fun, playing a really good character. Yeah, it's they're all doing what they do best. Yeah. It's just a shame about everything that's going on around them. Yeah, and that song from Nina was really pretty until she messed it up. I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> until she went with the scat. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. What would you change about it? Uh, it needs a, a it needs proper a rewrite. rewrite. It does it needs a proper rewrite and re-editing together? 
I, like I said at the start, I think that as a play, as like a yeah. farce, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's really good. Uh, and and I wonder I wonder what that guy thinks of this movie, how this ended Hugh up James, being released. Yeah, how, what does he think of my nice little yeah theater play turned into this messy half finished movie? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the plays, what the tone of the play yeah. is, how it's played out. But like you said, it's got to be with someone like Eric Sykes in the lead role. It's got to yeah. be farce, hasn't it? It also reminds me a lot of a book that I read a few years ago, uh, which I think was turned into a movie, actually, it's, but it's Swedish. It's the the 100-year-old man who climbed out of a window and disappeared. Okay. Uh, and it's a really good book, actually. I've never heard uh, of that. And it kind of reminded me of this, because yeah. that Wally character was kind of what I remember that character being in, <laughs> okay. that, in that book. I've never heard of that. I'll check that out. It's, weird. It, look, it's weird. It's, it's clearly it's it's re- a film was released. A film, <laughs> a film was not made. finished. No, but it it was cobbled together with what was what was remaining. available. Here's the and that happens sometimes. We we see weird stuff like yeah, that. Uh, we've more often than you would imagine. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Here's the big question of the week. Okay, is it better or worse than Target? Yeah, I mean, because we need us we need to start building a stream table here. Yeah, we do. I think these two, uh, towards the end, will be both in the bottom half of the stream table. I hope they will. It's really difficult to say which side of them it goes. Yeah, because like like I say, they're 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 both odd for very different reasons. Yeah, I think by way of its its charm and the better performances, I'm I'm leaning towards this yes. one. Same. I, I I would agree. I think I had a better time with this. Yeah. This what is an easier watch. It says more fun. It's a new table topper. <laughs> yeah top of the stream for how long we don't know yeah i think you're right i think this is this is better than target so our early stream table deliberations are always easier yeah and, and I, I would repeat something i said last week i you know without this show there's no way i would watch this and no. and the backstory behind this movie that you went through at the start of this episode is actually the best thing about this movie <laughs> yeah, it's quite interesting and it's... that th- that has really intrigued me and it always intrigues me how you know when a project like this just ends up going wrong and this this is what was rescued and then how does it end up on netflix yeah this little cheap british norwegian film yeah that's made no money lost somebody a heck of a lot lost three people a heck of a lot of money (laughs) how has net of netflix gone there's a lauren bacall film there it's not in any streaming service let's have it yeah or has it come in a job lot with something else or you don't you just don't know do you it's fascinating really that being said, shall we pick next week's film? Yes, please. What would you like from net net net? <laughs> can't speak next week. I was gonna say Netflix. <laughs> what would you like from Netflix next week? Uh, I want. I think I would. I would. After two very strange weeks, I'd like something that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> like an actual movie. We want an actual <laughs> movie. Let's see what Robin can come up with. Then shall we? I'm gonna press the button. Are you ready? Yes. All right. It's picked a film called The Parts You Lose. Okay. Do you have any ideas? No idea. I'm a bit scared it's another like body horror thing. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? But maybe I'm stuck in from what we saw last season. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. It's not. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find a synopsis for you. Bear with me one second. The Parts You Lose was released in 2019. Do you want the synopsis? Wesley is a young deaf boy who is constantly bullied at school. On a cold day, Wesley finds an unconscious bleeding man and brings him to an abandoned farm close to his home. 
They develop a friendly relationship as the man teaches him how to stand up against bullies. However, after police forces increase in the town, Wesley discovers he may not be able to protect his new friend. Oh. Do you want to know who's in it? Yes. Please. Aaron Paul's in it. Oh, awesome. Of course he is. Scoot McNary's in it. <laughs> okay. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Sweet. Yeah, quite a decent cast, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, that's not bad. I've never heard of this in my life. Nor have I. I love Aaron Paul as well, so it'd be really interesting to see. I wonder if it got maybe lost during the pandemic, right towards the end, beginning of the pandemic. So we've got James Fox, Brian Cox, Lauren Bacall, Aaron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so next week we need somebody who rhymes with Scoot McNary. <laughs> Keep this going. I like it. So yeah, go out and watch The Parts You Lose. And in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. The username is at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. If you want to drop us an email, our email address is bottomofthestream at gmail.com. And our website is bottomofthestream.com. On the website, you'll find every episode we've ever recorded. You'll find all the stream tables. And you will even find some merch if you want to buy a bottom of the stream. <laughs> Flip top bin. Flip top bin. Nice. Okay, that's random though. That's come from. <laughs> I like it, but it's random. Um... After you've done all that, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. Support the show for a few quid every month. You will get early access to episodes. You'll get bonus episodes. You will get a newsletter that Nick writes every month. And if you come in at the top level, you will get a wild card, which means you can pick the film that we watch the following week. Yeah. And after you've done all of that, head over to Discord. The Discord link will be in the bottom of the show notes. It will indeed. As we mentioned in the wave this week. Yeah. Definitely... Get yourself over to Discord. so you This can, is the time to join. You can uh, help out and contribute to one of our new features. Yes. As yet to be named. Yeah. <laughs> Naming the new feature might be the first <laughs> subject of the new feature. Find but out next week. also, if you've got a few minutes spare, please consider leaving us a review or a rating anywhere you can review or rate podcasts. It really helps. It means more people know about us. We can uh, be in more people's ears. I like being in people's ears. Their eyes. That's where we want to be. Spread the word people tell your mom what do i say now i think i'm done <laughs> I, I think we just wrap it up i think we just wrap it up now say, come so back next time come back next week and we will talk to you on monday about the wave which is full of netflix news and all sorts of cool stuff and then next thursday to talk about the parts you lose cheers, cheers. bye